Section five of Chimes from a Jester's Bells by Robert J. Burdett. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Deborah Lynn. Chimes from a Jester's Bells by Robert J. Burdett. Section five. The Story of Rollo. Four. Learning to Work. One day, when Rollo was about nine years old, his father said to Rollo's mother that it was about time that boy was beginning to earn his salt. When Rollo heard this, he was very much pleased, and so expressed himself, because if there was anything in the list of edible foods which he liked less than all the rest, it was salt. Therefore, he reasoned with himself, if his salt was all he was expected to earn, he could amass enough of that to last him all his life, merely by working between times, when he was tired of thinking what he would like to play at next. Without giving all his reasons, therefore, Rollo said to his father that he was very glad indeed it was time for him to earn his salt, as he thought perhaps he might use less of it if he had to earn it. His father looked at him earnestly for a moment, as though he was undecided whether to reply to his little son or say something. He decided upon the alternative and bade Rollo accompany him. Rollo followed his father down the path that ran by the side of the house. He found a large resonant torpedo in his pocket, left over from the 4th of July. Being an economical boy, thanks to the careful teaching of his wise and prescient father, Rollo did not wish to waste the torpedo. Therefore, he threw it at his Uncle George's fox terrier, which lay curled up asleep on the doorstep. The terrier was having bad dreams, evidently, for just as the torpedo reached him and exploded, he sprang to his feet with a loud and commingled chorus of startled yelps and angry barks, in the manner of a dog that finds himself surrounded by hostile foes with belligerent intentions. The noise attracted the attention of Rollo's Uncle George, who was sitting in his room upstairs reading. Rollo's Uncle George was a Haverford man, and consequently read all the time he was not doing anything else. Rollo's great ambition was to grow up and be a man just like his Uncle George. And Rollo's father, who loved his brother-in-law dearly, said that he probably would if he never grew any older than he was now. This pleased Rollo very much indeed. When he repeated his father's encouraging remark to his Uncle George, Uncle George laughed also, the hollow, mocking laugh of a man in pain. Hearing the fox terrier, Uncle George leaned far out of the window so suddenly that he knocked off his high silk hat, which, being a senior, he wore all the time. The hat fell in the path directly in front of Rollo's father, who, not seeing it, this being his near-sighted day, kicked it over the flowering currant bush, and it fell into the wheelbarrow, where Thanny, Rollo's little brother, was playing. Thanny immediately threw himself flat on the hat and shouted in childish glee, Down! Thanny was a very little boy who was too young to know that a hat was not a football. He then punted it to Rollo, who passed it up to the window, shouting as he did so, "'Our ball, Uncle George!' Rollo did not understand what Uncle George said, but supposed it had reference to some of the new plays known only to students. In the meantime, his father had brought a large, glistening, cylindrical object from the kitchen porch. "'Now, Rollo,' said Mr. Holliday, for it was indeed he, "'here is a nice little watering-pot which your mother and I bought you for a birthday present.' It was indeed a very fine watering-pot, made of galvanized iron, capable of holding about eight gallons, and had painted upon it in large red letters, For a Good Boy. The letters had been hand-painted by Jonas. 
Jonas made very nice large plain letters, and his custom of printing the letter R backward made his work very difficult to counterfeit. So you see, Rollo, said Mr. Holliday, if ever you should lose your little sprinkler, you can easily identify it if you should recognize it when you recover it. Water, continued Mr. Holliday, speaking, weighs ten pounds to the gallon when drawn from a country well, and perhaps twice as much when taken from a city hydrant. That will make your little watering pot, when filled, weigh about ninety-four pounds, which is not very much for a great boy like you to lift. I would carry it myself, were it not that my old wound, which I received in both legs, while carrying dispatches from the battlefield to Washington during the Battle of Bull Run, is troubling me again today. A gurgling kind of chuckling noise from the window of Rollo's Uncle George's room indicated that Uncle George was reading a funny book, and had, or had not, quite forgotten his anger about the accidental mistakes which incidentally had happened to happen to his hat. Uncle George, being a hard student, read a great many funny books, to take the strain off his mind, he said. Rollo's father said the constant strain on Uncle George's mind was probably what pulled it out so thin. And here, Rollo, said his father, is the pump. Is this the pump? exclaimed Rollo in tones of great surprise. Yes, replied his father, with the pleased and complacent air of a man who is revealing a great secret. This is the pump. Now, in order to procure water for drinking, culinary or toilet purposes, you must raise the liquid from the bottom of the well by suction, which you will produce by agitating the handle of the pump in a perpendicular manner, alternately raising and lowering it. What is alternately? asked Rollo, who was a very intelligent boy, and was fond of asking many, very many, oh, a very great many questions, preparatory to beginning any piece of work in which he felt no restless desire to engage. He wished to know all about the work, he said, before he began, and then he could go at it advisedly. He did not care, he said, if it took all day to learn about it. He never considered it fatiguing, not very fatiguing, that is, to hear his father talk when Rollo was at liberty to select the topic of conversation. Conversation in the Holiday family was a term applied to a favorite family diversion or occupation of looking wise while Mr. Holiday improved the time. Alternately, replied Rollo's father, means in reciprocal succession. Rollo's Uncle George's merry laugh rang out in a clear many-syllabled volley from the open window. Rollo wished he knew what he was laughing at. He determined to ask him at dinner. Reciprocal succession, repeated Rollo, in order to fix the definition firmly in his mind, so that he would know what he was doing when he was pumping. That is how I get the suction on the water. No, snarled Mr. Holliday pleasantly, it isn't. Don't you know anything? It means by turns. You first push the pump handle down, down as far as it will go, then you lift it up as high as you can, see? But it is down now, said Rollo. Well, then, replied his father, you first lift it up. But, persisted Rollo, you said just now that I must push it down. And now again you say I must first lift it up. Must I push it down and raise it up both at once the first time? Mr. Holliday gasped, but controlled himself as they heard Rollo's Uncle George come to another joke in his book, and said very patiently, Little stupid, no! If the handle is already down, you first lift it up. But if it is up, 
then you must first push it down and afterward keep up that regular alternation of motion or action keep it up and down don't you mean asked rollo yes said mr holliday between his teeth as though his old wound were clinching him with renewed agony keep moving the handle up and down in alternation in reciprocal succession said rollo yes my son said mr holliday so sweetly that rollo backed off two or three steps yes i am glad to see that you have such an intelligent comprehension of the method of procuring water by the common suction pump is the other kind of pump easier to work asked rollo no replied his father it is a great deal harder now but exclaimed rollo with the eagerness of an industrious boy as he saw his father placing the water-pot under the nose of the common suction pump what if i should find the pump handle half-way up and half-way down in that case replied his father it would not make any difference which way you started now here is the but if i should start it wrong exclaimed rollo who was prudent far beyond his years and was really very anxious to learn to work but wanted to learn correctly that is if i should push the handle down when i ought to lift it up and raise it up when i should push it down would that make it pump the wrong way and pump all the water i had already pumped up back into the well again no yelled mr holliday quietly of course not any lunatic would know better than that after you get fairly started it doesn't matter how you work it then said rollo anxiously as though all these possible contingencies disturbed him in his impatience to get to work if i stopped pumping and went into the house to get a drink it wouldn't do any harm if when i came back i should forget which way i had left the handle sticking why you little numbskull shouted mr holliday with painstaking distinctness couldn't you see which way it was when you came back yes said rollo but that might not be the way i left it it might have slipped down or jumped up and i wouldn't want to begin on the wrong stroke and maybe blow up the pump mr holliday turned black in the face and reached his right hand out toward the peach tree but just at that moment uncle george came to a corker that was what he called it in his book and burst into such a shriek of laughter as made them both look toward the window that's a dandy book uncle george is reading said rollo wistfully i'll bet it isn't the memoir of john mooney mead it is some worthless trash replied rollo's father and then continued as he stood back to let rollo get to the pump now my son let me see you does it make any difference asked rollo which hand i pump with first no howled his father thoughtfully but if you don't take hold of it with one hand or the other quicker and scat i'll take hold of you with both hands in a way that you'll remember after you've forgotten how old you are pump he shrieked the word with such explosive suddenness that the fox terrier sprang to his feet with a frightened bark and looked suspiciously at rollo while uncle george who seemed to have finished his book and taken up his music lesson could be heard singing something that ended with a college yell is that italian asked rollo who had a fine ear for music yes it's english opera italian roared mr holliday who never lost patience with children for he knew they must be taught very lovingly yes now get hold of that pump and shake her up for first water or i'll shake the bones out of you pump rollo seized the pump handle with both hands and raising it as high as he could stood holding it arm's length above his head this way he asked yes that way 
snorted his father, very sweetly indeed, for he was pleased to see how rapidly Rollo was learning to work. Yes, that way. Well, he shouted as Rollo stood, holding the handle high in the air, are you going to stand there all day? Get a wiggle on you. Bring it down, I tell you. But it won't come down, replied Rollo. I am pushing as hard as ever I can. Pull it down, then. Pull it, you little moosey, yelled Mr. Holliday in soft, patient tones. Haven't you got the little sense you were born with? If you go out alone, you'll get drawn on the jury. Pull it down. But, said Rollo, still holding the handle above his head, you said I must first raise it up as high as it would go, and then push it down. You didn't say anything about pulling it down. I can't hold it up here much longer, either, he said. And, indeed, he was growing very red in the face. So was his father. "'Well, you hear me tell you now,' roared Mr. Holliday, smiling until Rollo could see the manufacturer's trademark on the roof of his natural teeth. "'Pull it down. Here, this way. Get away from the pump.' As Mr. Holliday, for it was he who addressed him, made a rush at him, Rollo, who was quite active for a boy of only nine years, let go the pump handle and dodged. It was an old-fashioned, early English pump-handle, made of iron, about five feet long, quite gracefully curved, with a round Queen Anne knob on the end, somewhat larger than a baseball, though, of course, not quite so hard. As Mr. Holliday came within range, and Rollo let go all holts, as he afterward explained to his sister Mary, being in fear of bodily injury, because he had seen his father monkeying, as Rollo called it, with the peach-tree, the Elizabethan handle came down on the run, the Queen Anne knob catching Mr. Holliday on the top of the head with the most awful and resounding thwack. Rollo said it was a sock dolliger, but his Uncle George, whose vocabulary was perfectly Shakespearean, said it was a soliker, which, to quote from Uncle George's report, grasped him. They clustered in a mournful little group at the foot of the pump, Mr. Holliday sitting down and leaning limply against it, while Rollo and his sister Mary and Uncle George asked Rollo's father questions, which they immediately answered themselves. Soon they were joined by Rollo's mother, who, hearing them in conversation, came out to see what they were having such a good time about. When they told her, she tried to look pleasant. "'I'm so sorry,' she said, her sweet voice vibrant with sympathy, "'that you did not tell me this was going to happen. Were you trying to get water out of that pump?' As Mr. Holliday could only nod his head diagonally, which might mean either yes or no or both or neither, and Uncle George was too busy rubbing on the witch-hazel to answer, Rollo said, "'Yes, at least, that is, I was.' "'Well,' replied Rollo's mother, "'you must not do so any more, because the man took the rod out of it yesterday to mend the sucker. He said it did not work very well. But Rollo said that it seemed to work quite easily to-day.' And then, as his father made a movement to rise, Rollo went away, not very far away, just about four miles down Mill Creek, over the hill, the other side of Humphrey's Mill, up past Fairview School, and so out to Montgomery Pike and around by Ardmore, home again. Spell and define, arnica, toil, investigation, sucker, bunco, soldier, student, erudition, yell. At what speed does light travel? What is the highest velocity ever reached by a man working by the day? Has this record ever been broken? Two boys start from the same point at the same time, one going to school, 
the other to the old swimming hole which arrives first at his destination yes and why how many miles farther does he have to go yes and why does he run while the other boy walks which of these two boys will grow up to be a good and great man and why what becomes of the other boy and why would you rather remain at home and dig plantain and dandelions out of the lawn than go a-fishing with the other boys and why what is the doom of all liars end of section five